One of my favorite things. Not the prophet Isaiah. Ray Lewis. Or right. God, well, the Ray prophet Lewis, Ray. Ray Lewis changed it from you to me, I think. It's a direct quote It's now. the New Living Ray Lewis translation. <laughs> it was like... It was, CNL, it was RLT. RLT. What we do here is go back, 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 back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rob Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. When we talk about college football and lifestyle, you can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter occasionally. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address, and you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, RIP Google Play, but somewhere on there, Stitcher, all over the place. My name is Logan Whitehouse. Can you, am I, uh, well, you know what? Let me start with where I'm at on Twitter first before I tell you where I'm coming from. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn, presently sitting in Stewart, Florida, in, uh, in, a, in a, you know, mostly remodeled uh, new floored home here. It just feels like a new house, you know? Pretty pretty busy weekend around these parts. Really got it done. Anyhow, who else, who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia. I'm on twitter.com, at Shank Jordan. Uh, big weekend in in just like my life in general. I, we got Ricky Fowler is back. That's obviously big for my personal rooting interests. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Succession is back on TV. Um, also good for entertainment purposes. I got the new, the new set of irons showed up today. Um, so I'm really, really ready to grab fall. By it's all place, happening, you know. So a little bit of sensory overload at the moment, but we'll we'll tone it down here shortly. I'm sure. Love to hear that. Happy for you, Jason. Uh, welcome back. Tell me about yourself. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. My name is Jason Crack. In case you've forgotten, it's been so long since I've been on a full week. Um, I am also coming to you from. Friendly city of Harrisonburg, uh, where it was, uh, it, it got morning and evening got chilly here today. Yeah. Been a, I've been a long sleeve button down with the sleeves rolled up a little bit for for the last several months, and it was a, it was a tough morning and a tough arrival to work and departure to work today. I might need to might need to switch things up, <laughs> but I do think that it's it's finally maybe the best season, as we all know, which is quarter zip season. So uh, not to be confused with Henley season, which is Jason, which is every season. If but Jason's they do nice. overlap a good. Bit. They do. There, yes. there's a significant overlap. But yeah, that's only because yeah. every day is Henley day. It's always that's a good fun. point. It's a good point. Um, and you can get sh- short sleeve Henleys as well, if you really oh, want. I haven't like... seen these. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Emily's Emily's younger brother, big time short sleeve Henley guy, jacked. You got to be pretty well, jacked. Then. I was going to uh, say, what's his <laughs> name? I've been I've been catching up on Paradise episodes. I saw that Ooh. Aaron busted out a, a short sleeve Henley <laughs> for one of his altercations. So Aaron Aaron was really getting after it. He had a he had a big week. Nothing nothing from this report indicates that I could or should wear a short sleeve Henley. So well, you know, just hit hit the pec deck and the curls yeah. a little bit harder. Just and, get uh, just get fully ripped up. Right, boat yeah. muscles yeah. only. 
Yep. Uh, I tweet things at Jason Craig from time to time. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, boys, uh, what are we drinking? Anything good? Oh, I have a new bubbly water to to the refrigerator. So again, big weekend here in Harrisonburg. Uh, (laughs) This is Waterloo. It was uh, on sale at Costco, and I'm I'm drinking the big the uh, black cherry tonight. Probably the best of the three in the variety pack. What are the three? It was uh, black cherry, lemon lime, and strawberry. Ooh, strawberry, rough. Strawberry is a rough flavor to just get hint of. I in my uh, fake strawberry at least I'll say that. Yeah, it's like it's not, it's not quite as like, essence whisper. It's a little more flavor forward, oh, okay. strawberry. But it is very much like those those hard candies that are wrapped oh, in the yeah, strawberry. They, they, you don't know where you purchase them, but every old lady and dentist office has, has them. I don't think yeah. they've I don't think they've actually manufactured one for probably thirty five years. They just made. <laughs> Seven billion of them in 1944, and here we are. Yeah, there are probably like a ton of them in the Eagle Carpet Warehouse somewhere. <laughs> Eagle being Carpet. sold sold to Harrisonburg City Public School yep. teachers. <laughs> uh, okay, excellent, Jason. Uh, I am drinking uh, a Seaville local uh, Star Hill Brewery Grateful, which is mm. a Session IPA. Nice. Lovely. I actually just polished off. It must have been a thirsty boy, but I had a, uh, a raspberry lime polar going. Little OJ, little cranberry. You know, I was feeling thirsty, I guess. So um, shout out. We'll see. Maybe I can coax the uh, the intern to bring me some water here in a little bit, but TBD on that. So, uh, all right. Uh, so, Jordan, big weekend. Happy. Have you been swinging the clubs around the uh, in the middle of the? Have you cleared all the you know, all the furniture to the side? All the all the tools, taking my car dip, equipment up to the floor. to the living room wall, and and have been taking a, a couple of practice swings. Um, Love it, but yeah, excited to just go out and pound balls for a couple hours tomorrow and uh, get some blisties going before taking <laughs> taking the new clubs down to get baptized in Florida. Right, That'd be great. Have you guys yeah. picked out? Uh, have you guys picked out courses? I believe we have a plan for Friday, um, and then we're being we penciled in an ambitious Friday. But we have penciled yeah. in an ambitious we're, Friday. We're, we're, we're looking at a thirty-six hole double on Friday. Oh yes, which should be fun. Um, I mean, one of them, you know, it's par seventy, the first one. So yeah. that's you know, that's only that's a might as well not even be playing. Two so. less shots, two less shots, basically for us. So, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think we should. We should have a, a pretty good time on Friday and then one weekend day, I believe we might be treating ourselves to some nice golf with uh, swing coach Mike. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. At which um, point and- the iron head covers go back on. <laughs> Just to get yeah, that's, the swing kit. Swing the only, the only acceptable use uses it's, for those iron covers are travel and uh, to needle pure swing taunting. Coach Mike. Yeah, Just he 100% might- t- trolling people who play golf. Yeah, he might vomit when he sees that, but <laughs> it, it will be supremely worth it, if, it if, that's how, if that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, and then I think you know we're, we're 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 trying to remain open. It looks like it's the forecast looks good, but you know how it is sometimes partially 
we, we might be dodging a little bit of rain, but it looks like it's like 25% chance of rain for the most part. So that's uh, there is a constant one. Does it ever go below 25% chance in Florida? Um, well, not really. No, no, not yeah. this time of year. I mean, we're, we're trending towards the time of year when it is, uh, but Jordan, yeah. it's been, it has been lovely. It's been a little warm in the heat of the day, but dry, kind of breezy. Ooh, hmm. ooh, ooh, ooh. man, hmm. looking good. Scoring um, conditions. Right. Um, speaking of scoring conditions, I, uh, Spent about 20 hours this weekend putting floors in, in the house. So, yeah, you know, how was that? Project, project hour with the White House is, is back in a big way. Um, I bought a table saw. And yes. that also was probably outside of outside of my golf clubs. Uh, my best purchase of 2021 so far was the table saw. Um, could not imagine ripping all the boards with the circular saw that I have at my disposal. Would have been painstaking and taken twice as long. So. Anyhow, shout out to, you know, Harbor Freight. I needed a strong 72 hours out of that table saw, and boy, mm-hmm. did I get it. We, 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 we ran that bad boy down, but uh, it was good. It's, you know, laminate flooring, so nothing too, nothing too fancy, but this is, you know, it purports to be the moisture lock laminate flooring, so it's, like, waterproof. We have it in our bathroom. So far, so good. Um, but, boy, it, I think because it is waterproof, it is not easy to get together. This is not a simple one slot click together setup. I mean, there is multiple directions of lifting and shimmying and hammering and nailing and um, every piece is a, is a war. So, you know, at 25 square feet per box times 1400 square feet, we, we had ourselves, a good, <laughs> we had ourselves a good old time. So anyhow, I got about 29 boxes left. We got a little bit to finish up, but we'll be all right. I think we're, we're headed in the right direction here. Well, good for you. It was, yeah, it was, it was long. It was probably good for me to have something sort of mind numbing and repetitive to do after the noon football game session on, uh, on Saturday really got my personal rooting interests kicked off, uh, in, in the best of ways. Uh, so anyhow, here we are, but Hey, you know what? Shout out to the, shout out to the in-laws too. Made the move down here and, you know, just forcing me to get stuff done. And I really appreciate it because God knows I wasn't just, you know, champing at the bit to uh, go in the garage and start um, figuring out how to do this. So anyhow, all is good. And yeah, Jason, anything else to add? No, um, I did. I, I caught to succession this morning. It was delightful. Wow. wow morning, morning watch. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Knocked it out. Um, I'll need to watch. I actually do watch that show. You guys will be happy to know that I do watch that oh, show. Oh, I was unaware. And I like it. Um, it has been a it's while. It's just all the worst people. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No redeeming characters, but they kind of know it, <laughs> which is great. Unlike some yeah. shows, which there are no redeeming characters, but like people try to sell the show as like being good and redeeming. Yep. I'm talking about Gilmore Girls. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this show. about Mad Men. But let me tell you. <laughs> Talking about Gilmore. <laughs> when I think irredeemable, terrible characters, I think dude Gilmore Girls. You would have talked about a recurring segment on the pod. I think you've complained about Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. Before. I guess the the you know some members of the family here are feeling a little nostalgic or something. So we just ran through that again. But we, not me, but I, I even up catching a lot of it, right? And poof, stuff watch. Catching some strays. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it stands up either. But you know that's. That's just me. What a, who am I? I'm just a TV yeah. critic out here. Tremendous taste. Anyhow, all right. Well, we'll we'll keep it moving here. 
happy that we all uh, have had a good time. Um, let's get into it. We got a little news and notes here. So first up, uh, I guess we thought this was maybe coming, but Washington State has parted ways with head football coach Nick Rolovich on account of his refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, get a COVID-19 vaccine. Um, it is, I guess, a, a state requ a requirement in the state of Washington for state employees to be vaccinated, I believe. And he applied for, I believe, a religious and, was it just a religious exemption? That's the only one I'm aware of. Yes. Yep. And I guess it was not granted, so he was fired with cause. Uh, for his refusal to get vaccinated. Several of his assistants as well. So not just uh, yeah, Nick was like, I think it was four issue. assistants. Gotcha. So there's some openings if, if we want to get the Ooh. band together. <laughs> mm. Pullman, Washington. That, that's a tough sell. Get, get the PS2 memory cards dusted off. And... <laughs> I've been to Pullman. Have you ever been to Pullman? No, it's a I've weird place, man. I know. I, I'm aware of that. I've never been there. I but uh, right across the literally like two miles from the Idaho border. Yeah. It's like Western or Eastern Washington, right? They're the most Eastern Washington. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what was that? Like high desert kind of country. Like uh, it's like, it's, it's like, like Bend, Bend, Oregon is in like similar, similar uh, type location. Right. Kind of, I think um, that's sort of like Eastern Western yeah, Pullman state. was just, it was like rolling, <laughs> rolling fields of plains kind of. Okay. It was interesting. Yeah. They seem kind of country there in like a weird way. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're a weird brand of redneck. Yeah. yeah. Right, PNW right. rednecks are, are different. Uh, I love a, yeah. I love a good PNW redneck. So, uh, yeah. Anyhow, weird situation. We don't need to sit here and grandstand about vaccinations and whatnot. I think we all agree that it is probably nominally a good idea to be vaccinated to protect yourself and others uh, from a disease um, has killed damn near a million people in this country and who knows how many worldwide. So that's that that doesn't to me seem like a bridge too far to cross. Uh, but here we are not crossing it. So uh, Nick Rolovich, do you think I mean, I, I guess I've thought about this a little bit when and if the COVID situation is passed. And I don't know if that's going to be five years from now or how long that is going to be from now, or if this is one of those like more or less here to stay kind of things that we have to sort of like treat it as a sickness that might, you know, roll around sort of seasonally like the flu or something like that. Who knows that kind of scientist, but like, is there ever going to be like a, a resetting where like these mandates don't apply anymore? Like is Nick Rolovich going to be able to get a job sometime? somewhere like it seems to me like he's nuking his career but then i kind of wonder like well four years from now if nick rolovich is like ready to you know has been the qc coach for the detroit lions for four years and wants to get back into coaching college like is there going to be any like legal issue with him coaching or is it just no, going to be i think i, we'll I guess i've just wondered like when do we get to the end of the covid thing like what has to happen for us to be like okay no more mandates we're all good again you know yeah, I, i'm just curious that, i'm just that, curious about that's that that's probably uh that's probably an entire like podcast or college class uh, in and of well, itself. Sure. Um, but yeah, and no, I mean, I think no one it, probably knows yet because right, this the is entire new. goal is to, I, I think most scientists have said that like, it's very, very, very unlikely that we ever like cure this thing, like polio or something like where we eradicate it. Yeah. Um, but like that, the goal is to get it to be endemic. Like it's flu season and it's just a strain of it. The problem is it's a very, right. Um, it's a 
the, the whole problem the entire time has been that it's an incredibly contagious strain of the flu. Um, like the, the normal, I think, I believe it's basically triple the infection rate or something like that of the regular flu, um, which doesn't seem like that much until you realize that like five people out, it's like 500 times. I forget the exact math, but it like, it's like compounding interest. It just spirals so fast. And so, um, yeah, yeah I well, think I mean, once to me, we get triple, to the, triple seems like enough that it's problematic. You would think, yeah, yeah, you would so. think. Um, but okay, yeah, I mean, I, I believe the entire goal is to get it to be to be endemic, and at which point it becomes like the flu. Like, hey, please get your flu shot this year, or else we're going to keep having this thing happen because yeah. it's it's just a, a form of the influenza virus, and it, it there's strains all the time, and we were just particularly unprepared for this one, and remain unprepared because of freedom. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, but I think I think in terms of like career prospects for him, there there surely will be somewhere he can go and yeah. not be an outcast. Um, but I do think it certainly limits his prospects, and it makes him to some degree a liability. Um, I would agree. So, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe he has thought all that through, or maybe he's. This was his second year as the coach. Uh, sounds right. Yeah. I mean, he was, I don't think he's done a particularly bang up job at Washington state. Um, but I, I mean, he was, I mean, he was the head coach at Hawaii kind of had come up through, I believe he's a, a well, I know this will shock you. I think he's a Mike Leach guy. Uh, and I think he, you know, sort of came up through the, the Mike Leach tree system. One of its, one of its, palm fronds somewhere and uh and then you know washington state's no job to sneeze at to get and, and got it I so i, mean, I don't he, know that he ever i don't know that he was associated with mike he replaced mike leach he's not like a air raid leach disciple guy i mean he, I he might have adopted that but he's the only two division one institutions he's coached at were hawaii and nevada got it well then i misspoke so um i thought i had i thought i was i thought i had heard that and that was why it was kind of like it was like a return to normalcy for uh (laughs) for washington state when they're coaches but uh all right so regardless we'll see what happens out there how do you rate that job as far as prospects go um on the desirability list of our our five open jobs we have right now uh feels like feels like middle tier um like pack 12 is mm-hmm. is a thumbs up uh um relative to some other situations you could be in hard to recruit to pullman but i sure. think if you're coming in off the heels of this staff you probably don't need to do a ton to get appreciated like i think just to return to a normal football staff and focusing on just the football will be very appreciated by the fan base, yeah. by local media, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. Um, yeah. I'd agree with that. I think, I think they have a pretty good like football culture there too, for what it's worth at Washington state. Like I think they care, which is yeah. nice. It's not just like, it's a, um, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to compare it to uh, Oregon state, maybe like where, Maybe at, at different times it, they've cared, but they don't like consistently care to the same degree. Like, I don't know. I, that's just kind of the vibe I get from Washington state. That might just be because they are, uh, 
they have their own sort of community culture there that is amongst many of the other Pac-12 fan bases, likely. Yeah. Which, which is cool. I do too. wonder though, like, could they fall into being an Oregon State if they if they get this next hire wrong, and then maybe the one after? Like, I think it's a uh, slippery slope. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. like I think oh, yeah. they're they're riding still kind of on like. Leach had them consistently good, and right. so people, it's not a reach for people to mentally associate that program with like good football. Yeah, but I think the I think the ceiling is fairly high. Like you said, there's potential. They've been there before, that sort of thing. But I also think the floor is really low. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it falling off the map. So, which is, you know, they they probably did themselves some favors by having an air raid guy and and being a little bit unique and you know, kind of playing into the uniqueness of the the culture and the fan base and everything out there and, and leaning on that. But uh, we will see how it goes. Like I said, I don't think Rolovich has exactly been running away with it. Um, I wonder what but, Mark Helfrich is up to. Maybe he wants to get back into the Pac-12. Isn't he, like, I thought he was working in the NFL somewhere. But maybe, maybe he is, or maybe there's a... Oh, he just got fired from the Bears last year ah bummer on on a fox sports crew as of last year yeah he's an analyst for fox sports so he's getting tv money would not have guessed mark helfrich getting tv money yeah now that you mentioned that i think i had heard his name on a call um what about uh dr robert and i you know why why doesn't he you know take it out west uh you know i worry more about them poaching any of our other coaches from UVA, like a Jason Beck or, or I mean, they can have any of the defensive coaches. Y- yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. Except for maybe uh, coming off a shutout. Higgins is a okay. wide receiver. Okay. I hate wide receivers. Yeah. Not DBs. Okay. All right, then yeah, they can have them all. I mean, listen, you can have any of Florida's defensive coaches too, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. How Todd? How does Todd Grantham? Fit the bill as a PSA. Take Todd Grantham, take Christian Robinson, take them all. He drinks Bud Light Limes out of the back of a minivan after games. So he's. Yeah, that has to be. That has to be Pullman. Pullman vibes. Pullman is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's keep it moving here. News from this weekend, which we can spend a little time on, is uh, right on the heels of beating the University of Florida, LSU announces uh, that they will be parting ways with Coach Ed Ogeron at the end of the season. not 15 minutes after this announcement, there was a uh, pretty well-reported uh, piece that went out uh, on the athletic detailing, some sorted details of Ed Ogeron's carousing about town. I know it's not very, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to air a guy's laundry out, but at, at a certain point, this uh, this stuff matters, how you behave around town and you know as the leader of a big program like that does matter i know he had a fairly public divorce a few couple years ago and everyone was kind of like huh whatever that was all about and um i guess maybe this right after they won the national title yeah it seems like ed o really loved being ed o he's he's been kind of extremely feeling himself around town recently and um i don't know there was just some like kind of icky details in there and it appeared aside from the icky details that it was also you know, not to make this all about football, but, you know, I think some of his, like, the women he was dating around town and stuff like that, it was just, like, it was having an effect on his ability to do his job well. And he was, 
having people sort of around the program and, you know, players were noticing it and players were maybe noticing him not being as present as he was before. Uh, certainly has not, uh, has not prevented him from beating the Gators a couple of years in a row, but uh, you know, as we found out, it doesn't take a whole lot to get that done. If you pretend like your team isn't very good for three weeks prior to, and then you can just like, just surprise Florida um, with like high school plays and stuff. It's crazy. So anyhow, um, LSU, Jordan, we talked about this at length last episode without Jason, but uh, I mean, this immediately vaults to the top of my personal list of jobs that are available right now. Yeah. I think you have pretty significant backing of, community you have a recent very recent national championship you have elite recruiting at your front doorstep um you're in the sec west which is really the only negative i could think of uh with this job um other than maybe i could see lsu looking to do kind of like florida did post urban meyer maybe you want to quote unquote clean up the program you know kind of thing stabilizer of sorts yeah and that sometimes uh, means that you are compromising your football, your desire to be successful at football for your desire to have no other problems. And I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you shouldn't do that because uh, I think that having like real other problems matters too. But anyhow, what do you guys think about LSU? Go. <laughs> Jason. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right. It, it is immediately the best job available. Like it, it has to be. Um I think, like I think Bamani said that like you you have to see with all the crap that goes into LSU and and surrounds LSU and there's a lot of it, um, like Ed Orgeron and Les Miles both won national championships there, like it it is and I mean and Nick Saban but that you know if you don't want to compare yourself to that guy I get it, so like the it's not a place where there are like. There it are doesn't require are a wizard. Yeah, there are certain there. programs that are considered elite but have very real and, um, like, uh, very real and immobile barriers to the level of success that the fan base expects. Now, what would an example, what would an example be, just out of curiosity? Um, like Notre Dame's, like, require, like, academic requirements? Sure. I was thinking more, like, the stuff surrounding the program and and – things like that i'm trying to think of a good example um like general uh, like, resources like this isn't an elite program but um oh like, like maybe virginia tech maybe so like virginia tech like i think they have very real barriers to the level of performance their fans expect and i think oh i see i, um, I get what you're saying like florida state certainly has those barriers and stuff like that whereas lsu like it can clearly be done now whether you can sustain it or sure. whether it becomes a whirlwind that consumes a lot of the things you did to find success, that's a whole other discussion. Well, just because it be, but, can be done doesn't mean you can't mess it up. But what you're saying is it can be done there, whereas like there yeah. are schools where it, you're not really realistically going to like win a national where, championship. Where, yeah, you have to really yeah. pull off something special. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, think, I think a smart coach goes there and rides the excitement for three years and maybe – you know, uses the talent that they can, they can get there and that they regularly get there to win a national title. And then I, I wouldn't blame somebody for cashing in somewhere else. And, and it's going to take a lot of cash, but someone will pay it these days. Someone would have paid Ed Orgeron a whole lot of money to leave LSU. He never would have, but somebody would have paid it. 
after he put yeah. together that 2019 team. I, yeah. I would be fascinated to see what Luke Fickle could do at LSU. But I also that would like be fascinating. I, I also think Luke Fickle just want to like leave him at Cincinnati and Well, yeah, I would I would love that. But I think he just Luke seems Fickle he just seems so him. he seems so big ten. It would be really it would be an interesting like culture yeah, that's fit a, uh to see like how that would go. But I mean, hey, Nick Saban's from West Virginia and he basically was Michigan State's head coach. And went down and coached at LSU, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean, Mel what about speaking of Michigan State head coach? Yeah. What about Mel Tucker? That there's a guy I wouldn't mind see kicking the tires on. To be honest, love yeah, love a guy who coaches in shorts. Did Did y'all see the uh, the message board genius tweet with with a Mel Tucker reference? No. It was. I think so. It was one of those <laughs> like so so sad. You have to laugh. Because of LSU fans, what what they had to say, but uh, it was mm. it was very deep south. Gotcha. That checks out. I um, can see that. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's a great job. I think there's a lot of pluses to this job. Certainly, someone's going to get paid a lot. Um, you know, you're going to hear all the the normal names on this one. Yep. You know, could they go get Jimbo Fisher? Yada yada. I I, I doubt if Jimbo Fisher wants to leave for what effectively is a lateral move i would say at this point at best money-wise at best but um maybe the ceiling is higher at lsu and you could maybe talk yourself into it if you've always wanted to do that job uh, for some reason um for some reason well i mean just like compared to texas a&m <clears throat> maybe you get yeah. weirded out by texas a&m which i could totally see happening but jimbo sure. seems plenty happy uh with his situation but um, he was very adamant in a press conference today oh sure. that's good you, yeah, love that. I'm sure he was uh, was very adamant when he was wearing garnet and gold too. So you know these things happen. And then he just Who's stopped recruiting. Say? Then he just stopped recruiting for like an entire year. Just he didn't even try. Yep. Gotta love that. Um, what do you <laughs> toss the Christmas tree? That is a that oh man. That's that's a throwback right there. They knew he was leaving because he threw the Christmas tree away. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a um, there was a message board geniuses posts like a week ago that said. Um, I have it on good authority that that Edward Orgeron is out because my friend who works at Raisin Cane's just said they terminated their contract with him. Oh That's yeah, right. they like took down all the all the signages. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't yeah, have yeah, a they, deal with yep. them anymore. Yeah. Well, so I mean, and the other thing to note is, I guess LSU said they had been working on this since the previous week yeah. uh, leading up to the Florida game. They were working on sort of the terms of the, I guess, agreement or whatever. There was a really awkward, really awkward handshake. Uh, press conference situation uh, at this, but uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we never think that the coaching carousel, well, I shouldn't say we never, we didn't, I don't think expect the coaching carousel to be spinning like this. And here we are yet again, it's spinning fast. We have, uh, I would say two absolutely premium jobs open um, in US, USC and LSU. We still have half a season to play. Um you know, Washington State, no job to sneeze at. FIU, that's one of those weird Miami jobs that you, like, maybe could be better, but probably not. And who knows if the FIU fans care. And then there's UConn. So, womp womp, yeah. see you UConn. But you know what? Regardless of what happens, shout out to Lane Kiffin's agent because that person is getting Ooh. rich this year. Yeah. I saw a uh, Birdman rubbing his hands gift today <laughs> that referencing Jimmy Sexton when when LSU and USC, USC are open and it's not even halfway through the season. <laughs> Love that. 
<laughs> Love that. So anyhow. All right, cool. Well, that's enough behind the scenes drama. Let's talk about some games that happened this weekend. Uh, we'll take it to the list of interesting games prior to discussing uh, the boys. The boys that, uh, yet again did not have a banner weekend picking games, and the the consensus was was not not firing. Um, but you know, we got some bad breaks. We got some bad breaks. Couple couple, you know, I, leave it to Georgia to screw everything up for everybody, right? Who would have thought? Who would have yeah, thought? Well, we'll get to them. Yeah, we will. All right. First up, Iowa takes a fat L to Purdue. Gets just whooped by Purdue. Mercy I'm so sakes. thankful. Uh, bless the Lord for this, for happening. <laughs> because if I was going to have to talk myself into number two Iowa coasting into the Big 12, Big 10 championship game, only to just get absolutely waxed by Ohio State, um, that would have been bad. Listen, Iowa, so inept on offense. They don't deserve, they didn't deserve to be number two. Maybe their resume said that they did, but I mean, come on. You could you could plainly see that they were not that good. Uh, and it is what it is. So any yeah. thoughts? I, I watched a good chunk of this game. Good for the, you. Uh, this was Impressive. the parlay buster of the weekend for me. Oh, um, no. But it's fine. <laughs> we we got it back on Sunday. It's fine. Um, oh, good. Happy but uh, yeah, the so I think Iowa's big issues in this game were, one, they could not generate turnovers which their defense had just feasted on up to this point this season. Um, Two, they were committing a lot of just like stupid, unnecessary penalties at bad times that extended Purdue drives. Um, And then the third, they could not cover one David Bell from Purdue. That guy made a ton of money just on Saturday alone. (laughs) He had 11 catches on 12 targets. 240 yards for one touchdown. This dude was getting so much cushion from Matt Hankins on Iowa's defense, who apparently was like, Matt Hankins. Will he leave for the NFL last year? And they were surprised he came back. This dude was getting just absolutely educated by Mr. Bell. Just getting beat like a redheaded stepchild, am I I right? I mean, like playing 15 yards off of him at at the line of scrimmage. It was I'm sorry. If your name is Matt Hankins, there's no way you're not getting torched on the rig. Yeah, a cornerback named Matt is not. <laughs> so I'm sure he's a pleasant young man, but sure. man, he uh, he didn't have his best day Saturday. So gotcha. hope he bounces well, thank, back. Thanks for filling us in there. This is the uh, semi-annual uh, Jeff Brom wins a random game, and everyone's like, huh, Purdue? Purdue? Maybe? Maybe yeah. good? And then Jeff Brom? Like, USC? Um, Remember when he didn't take the Louisville job for no reason at all? And we're all like, yeah, that was weird. Well, anyhow, I guess I'll toil away at Purdue for a while. Um, yeah, he that because uh, that was the guy who's like, yeah, it may, might be weird coaching at my alma mater. Yeah, which, I mean, said nobody ever except for Jeff Brown. But what? it's okay. That's all right. I'm sure they're super happy with Scott Satterfield there. They'll get another crack at Brom here in about six months, I think. So we'll see. Yeah, they'll get to lose Brom has changed, again next has year. Changed, changed his mind again. All right. We'll keep it moving. Arkansas has now t- lost three games in a row, falling to Auburn. Auburn, uh, I didn't watch all of this. Didn't really watch most of it or any of it, but I I, I caught I checked in. Um Auburn is like kind of not like chaotic Auburn anymore, which is sort of just like weird to get adjusted to. I mean, Harson appears to be uh, he appears doing to be a... winning the culture war over there. <laughs> appears to be winning the culture war against Bo Nix and his radical offense. But uh, I mean, 
yeah, they just they they look better. They just they look more put together. They don't necessarily look dynamic or like they are going to score a bunch of points. But uh, I got to think that that's kind of what Harson sort of wants to do. It's pretty much pure pro style uh, Matt Canada situation offense. Hey, there's there's the name I was waiting to drop. <laughs> He's coaching the NFL somewhere. Yeah, but his, you you can still see his magic pixie dust all over yeah. that pit pan. You can see the hands, the hands that have that formed the the. I I will never forget Mike Gundy standing hands on hips talking about pits. They're playing Pittsburgh in like week two, and he's like, "If we did not run the kind of offense we did, I would be very interested in running the kind of offense that they do with the shifts and whatnot and the way." <laughs> leverage in in the run game and i was just like what a weird backhanded compliment that is to say if we did it we do which is great yeah if i was completely lost i might be interested in this (laughs) uh anyhow all right uh keep it moving clemson at syracuse tough tough end of the game there for the orange um this is probably listen if you would like to beat clemson Anyone in the ACC, this is your year probably to get it done. They're not, they're not good. Yeah, uh, they got real problems. Like they can't score. They can't get like first downs and whatnot. It's really weird. Really weird. So um Dino Babers, we need to we need to talk about maybe maybe we need to put him back on the hot seat purely for that last minute like shenanigans he pulled with the timeouts and the clock. And it was awful. They missed a field goal right at the end. Uh, Clemson was maybe a tad too juiced to eke out a win against Syracuse on the road, but it's fine. I don't want to well, be. Road I don't want to be in, in conference. Aren't easy. Look. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the joy police here. Uh, you know, I, I try to take. I try to take a, a strong stand as pro joy on this podcast. Looking yes. at you, Tennessee fans. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know what you want to say other than Clemson has problems and Syracuse isn't that good. But I mean, they very well should have tied this game. This game probably could or should have gone to overtime if not Syracuse had a chance to win at the end, but there was just some horrible clock mismanagement at the end that involved them kicking a long field goal with like 50 seconds left for no reason. Yeah, you. I mean, you have the best running back maybe in school history other than like Jim Brown, right? (laughs) Right, you heard of him. We've heard of him. Yeah, and and you decide to do all of that boondoggling on a fourth and one. (laughs) When you could just like give it to your horse, man. Like, yeah, get a yard, get a yard, try to win the game. Like, I mean, on the foot of a college kicker from that far out when you have just a stud lining up back there. Doesn't make any sense. No, we could do this job for a third of the price. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Babers, I'm pretty sure, cashed in on that one time they beat Clemson and uh, has just been riding that ever since. Hey, Shout out to him, Finesse Lords. Yeah. As well he should. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he yes. deserves it. I would too. All right. Um, Jason, you got any hot Clemson takes you need to get out? I mean, you said they got real problems. I, I think we all agree. No, I mean, I, I can't claim to have done in-depth research. I don't think I've seen a single game start to finish, but I've seen enough that, like, it, it – I mean, I think we said it, like, three weeks ago. Like, something just seems off. It's the, like – I missed the top stair because I miscounted feeling like yes, it just feels you can tell something's broken and I uh, wish I was getting paid $10 million to diagnose it, but I'm not um, feels feels like maybe they don't have Trevor Lawrence anymore. Like that can't help. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, yeah, I mean, I think it but, was, I mean, I think the offensive line is for granted. Not great. At the same time, like 
I realized it was Notre Dame last year and they, they weren't all world, but like the big quarterback like took it to Notre Dame and he did. It's just weird to see mostly the same offense, just very broken. Yeah, and... I think I think the offensive line has taken a step back, and I yeah. think Etienne bailed them out in ways that yeah. we don't understand in the I passing right. and the running game. And you had an all, you had the number one pick in the draft playing quarterback. That I mean, he would have been the number one pick in the draft if he got to go two years ago. I mean, yeah. so it's it's that 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 has to matter. There is yeah. a drop off. Uh, the big quarterback. Very curious. Richard Johnson pointed this out. Like they don't even seem to be able to like generate first downs in the quarterback running game no, at all. It's him. weird. And he's like, like a good enough athlete that it should work. So that's why I think I, my blame is mostly on the offensive lines woes. And then I think I would also like to secondarily put blame on the offensive coordinators inability to scheme around that to because adjust. I think, I think yeah. they've gotten a little fat off of uh, being able to outskill people. And when you can't get the ball to the skill players, quick enough or at the right time, it, uh, it all falls apart. I think that's yeah. uh, well diagnosed. Thank you. Tony Elliott, maybe Pullman. What do you say? I did see a message board genius uh, post. Also shout out to message board genius. What a, uh, what a great find. The Lord Incredible yes. Twitter account. Really, really great. But uh, um, quoted uh, a Clemson fan who, I guess was trying to purport that Tony Elliott was a liberal and that's why Clemson was having problems ah. this year. So um, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm, I, I, I see no, I see no, you know, flaws in the logic yeah. here. It's water All right. We'll keep it moving. UCF Cincinnati. Uh, we Jordan, you and I agreed Cincinnati needed a big game here to against a, you know, a team with somewhat of a brand name before they go on a bit of a run of, uh, of, of, pansies or whatever you want to call them pushovers yeah a little here Sunday the next few weeks uh and they did they got that uh big game dominating performance against UCF I know UCF isn't that great but uh I don't know Cincinnati has kind of sleepwalked in a couple games this year so it's good to see them yep. sort of I think they basically that. have to pound their next month below the sand um yeah. Just yeah. to show off. And they need SMU yeah, to so keep like, winning and they need Notre Dame to look good. And it would be nice if Indiana would ever show a sign of life for them. But Indiana <laughs> yeah. appears to not be very good this year. Might might be worth a sprinkle Cincinnati to cover the next couple of weeks. They're gonna mm, need style mm, points. Mm, Some, mm. Something to keep an eye on. Mm. Uh dear uh dear Seminole Tribe of Florida. Uh anytime you want to release that app, your man's your man's is ready. I got the Jones I got the I got the Twitter, the Twitter fingers ready. It's legal. No reason that we don't have the app waiting. Seems to be unclear to me why if we were unprepared for this date to come and go. But uh, anyhow, just There's more important things to do in the state. Um, like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna no comment that one and keep it moving. It's <laughs> probably best we move on. <laughs> Jason, see, communications guy. All right, Alabama was at Mississippi State. I don't know why we flagged this. Alabama crushed them, absolutely pounded them. Yep, I think it was uh, once or twice. Was I think it was a. Alabama. Let's see if something's actually wrong with Alabama, and pro probably not. Probably there's not. <laughs> so. Yeah, probably not. I think I don't think Alabama's defense is as good as it has been in years past. But I also sure. think that like we're grading that in comparison <laughs> to Georgia right now, that has what appears maybe is the best defense I've ever seen, like that I can recall. Try not to be a prisoner of the moment. 
their defense is extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but we say it every the week. It's a fun game to play sometimes. It we really say it every week. Like, let's not, you know, let's not get carried away based on this week's performance. And we've said that for like seven straight weeks now. So. Right. You know, so, I mean, but Georgia didn't pitch a shutout this weekend, but UVA did. Duke was at UVA this weekend. Nerd Just ball. really put it on them. Yeah. UVA is once again champion of the nerds. In, 48 in to nothing a, a fan that miami uh, a score miami fans will remember vividly yeah um as as to you know going down the last game ever played in the orange bowl and it's piss soaked stadium uh uva i mean shout out I'm, I'm, I'm happy this they are fulfilling my wildest desires for uva which is if you're not going to be good please be entertaining and damn if they aren't entertaining <laughs> and our quarterback leads the nation in passing yards which is a, a fun little treat yeah it is a fun little treat. Uh, I feel vindicated once again. I, I He's was got like 2,800 passing yards already. I was on the Armstrong for Heisman train way before anybody else. Um, well, you better sprinkle now because he's still not on the list. But Yeah, well, the, I'm, I'm super pumped for him to get second or third team all ACC quarterback somehow. Behind DJ and uh, like no, Boston College's quarterback. Freaking, uh Freaking Pitts quarterback. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Pickett yeah. has been dealing. Oh, how, if Howell gets it, dude, it'd be a travesty. <laughs> the ACC Howell. media, half of them live in Chapel Hill, brother. <laughs> they got summer homes. In Plus, Chapel you lost. Hill. You lost Bennett's vote. Yeah, can't get Ben and Conlon's vote anymore. Devastating. So. Got to make that up somewhere. Um, That's all right. Hopefully, we get a couple of primetime games for the lefty to really step into some throws and spin. Well, it. October 30th, they're going to be playing after dark out in. Oh, out that's in right. Young, so. Ah, a suddenly vulnerable BYU who caught a, <laughs> caught another L this weekend to Baylor. Yeah, they they might already be looking ahead to the Bronco return, and uh, it's it's biting them in the cheeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, good for UVA. Uh, they got to put in kind of the second stringers like. Midway through the third quarter, uh, love that. Got some backup quarterbacks, uh, some burn. Who is the official backup quarterback? Uh, I believe Jay Wolfolk is okay. I think he's not the a, one that not a name snaps. that inspires confidence, but I got gotcha. you. Yeah, well, he's like he's a Virginia kid, was a I think he's the one who was like a really top rated baseball prospect too, and came to UVA. Gotcha. I think he might try and do both, but. Cool. Um, you know, it just means more for the Who's. And, Get you a quarterback that can do both. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we are no longer, like, rotating in Keaton, Tom Thompson, or whatever to play quarterback occasionally. He was a Dan Mullen quarterback at, at uh, Mississippi State way back in the day. He was. Um, so, yeah, they only they only let He's Keaton a gadget guy. play quarterback when it's gadget time, which is still way too often, in my opinion. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's a doctor. That's a great doctor segue. Robert and I problem. Great so. segue. Like I said, gadget time. Uh, anyhow, all right. <laughs> Speaking of gadget time, hey, Ole Miss was at Tennessee this weekend. Lane Kiffin made his return to Knoxville, um, and there were some scenes. Uh, this game was this was a fun game. Um, it took like five and a half hours. It took it was the so longest long. game I've seen in so. It long. was like twelve fifteen when it finally ended, and I mean this game was this is the seven thirty kick, seven forty five kick, something like that. I think so. I mean, crazy, but uh, Matt, Cor- Matt Corral ran the ball like over thirty times in this game. Lane Kiffin's out here saying he might not play in the next game. He took it he was whopping. Like, he just got destroyed over yeah, and over. He, he, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this 
was kind of a frenetic game. Tennessee is plucky at this point. I don't know what in the hell they were doing against Florida that they didn't score more points in that game because, I mean, look. Was, Hender, was okay. Hendon Hooker playing the whole Florida game? Uh, he didn't play the whole We did have a little Joe Milton time, and okay. Jason and I Jason and I were stoked for Joe Milton time. Yeah, when, it, when it happened. <laughs> Joe Milton was just, stoked for Joe Milton time. Just vibes. Just oh, yeah. vibes. Joe, Milton, Joe Milton's football Mason. status, just vibing. Just vibing. Yeah, he doesn't – no play calls, no understanding of if he needs to score a touchdown or not, just vibes. Jogs out of bounds last He's play. He's hanging, man. Everybody yeah. chill out. Relax. Yes. When he came onto the field to, to, like, start doing the warm-up throws, he just had yeah. this, like – smirk on his face like he was ready to throw the piss out of the ball. I, yeah I and he almost watched me do this <laughs> he almost did it i i told you jason he was gonna throw the first one into the stands and damn if he didn't sail one all the way to the wall on the first throw the guy was open too he was anyhow when they said the guy the, was so the second one where he like and it turned out he got his arm hit but it looked like he just like like guide it just yeah easy <laughs> in a dart <laughs> Were you saying, Jordan? And then they yeah. ran out of bounds. Yeah, no, I was going to say the play they almost won it on was the ball that hit the receiver in the hands, but the receiver apparently was so gassed that, like, his vertical oh, yeah, was only, just not there. He only got, like, six inches off the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's jumping yeah. like he's got ankle weights on or something. Right. Yeah. It was a wild game. It wasn't I, – I, I don't think it was as high scoring as maybe we had, would have expected no. these two yeah. teams to come up with, but a lot of quarterback runs in this game, a lot of stoppages for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, I mean, Ole Miss kind of like outlasts Tennessee in this game. Tennessee did have a chance at the end to try to throw one in the end zone. Um, and the aforementioned Joe Milton came in after hooker got just, I mean, hooker, there's another guy that takes some hits. I mean, there's, there's some quarterbacks, you know, that have been throughout our, our lifetimes that like, like RG three, my man just got plowed. You know, just he just got hit. Like could not avoid the yeah. Lamar Jackson does not get hit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. they are very similar in skill set and what they do. But Lamar has just the keen ability not to just get absolutely waylaid. Um, and that is like purely a skill too. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Tom Brady's 48, still playing quarterback, doing just fine. You know, because well, he basically he doesn't get from hit. The, the yellow laundry sometimes, but well, that's true. But that doesn't mean he doesn't get hit. He also drinks special water. So. Yeah, and he doesn't eat strawberries. So yeah. I mean, okay. like I said, quickly. aren't you glad we completely like, waylaid your entire point? Wasn't, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that fun? Waylaid, okay. Your point no, is pre- valid. Tom Brady is is a I'm great just saying, because that, there's there's a lot of guys who some have an innate ability not to get hit. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. does not have this ability, and Correct. he used to just be strong and like just, boxy enough that like, like he'd be like throwing guys off him and yeah. flinging the ball, and his helmet would be sideways, be looking through the ear hole, and it'd be fine. He can't do that anymore. He just gets yeah. Hurt. But that's like that's almost a curse to have that earlier in your career, just the ability to like have guys bounce off of you because you never learn yeah. like. Here's how to here's how well, to angle my body right. and not take. This it. is why this is why James Harden is going to score forty points a game as like a forty year old, and Russell Westbrook is going to be is going to retire James like halfway work that halfway halfway through. Well, okay, that's fine, but like I'm just saying, he has he has been employing old man basketball yes. scoring tactics since Savvy. day one. Yes. Whereas like uh, Derek Rose and Russell Westbrook just want to like get the ball, take two bounces, and yam on people at yeah. all times, and it's just a a sea of ankle twisters down it's there the, so it's, it's the the difference between roger federer and rafael nadal bingo bingo like federer played for i think i'm around here 72 years still going 73 coming up pending he some just kind of glided all over the court and like 
made you look foolish with like 17 different top spins. Efficiency of movement. Whereas Rafael Nadal like full sprint to every ball and wanted to hit it through the back judge. And yeah. a real James Blake type. He was a rich you know, man's James Blake. I think that's Blake. a good that's a good uh, <laughs> analogy for my golf swing. Is I have a very Rafael Nadal golf swing. There you go. Especially off the one tee, speed. and I think that gets me in trouble a lot. <laughs> I played, I played with a guy. I played with a guy who who did that, Jordan. One swing speed, and it was on the screws. That was the swing speed that he turned had. it to eleven. Yeah, we are hitting. I, mean, I want to go fast, Daddy. He'd be that's, on the fringe. That's how I swing the driver. I'm pretty sure he had a sixty-four degree wedge in his bag purely because he had no throttle on his swing. So he would just be like on the fringe, and he would just take a full cut at it. I got to pull in the air. It was like a trick shot. Like we were doing trick shots. I got to take. Listen, I got to take some of the horizontal vector out of this thing. Yes, I'm real yes. screwed. <laughs> Bingo. It does the yeah. shape of like one of those cancer pin on ribbons in the air like <laughs> goes forwards and backwards and then forwards again. it's an amobius an amobius strip ball flight <clears throat> the top half of one anyhow all right this is all in reference to hendon hooker really happy we went obviously down this, we're talking we about went down this, this uh, yeah. rabbit hole so shout out to yeah, hendon hooker. program went out of the game with an injury joe milton came in couldn't couldn't lead tennessee to victory uh there were some wild scenes at the end of this game uh there was some trash raining down on the field after uh a play that appeared there was like a fourth and 18, and Tennessee throws a pass over the middle, uh, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. The guy appears on the TV, I think, at first blush to get the first down based on where the yellow line was, but they came in and measured for it and reviewed it, and it was, I think, pretty clear that the guy was down before the first down line. Uh, the fans were not, and there was just a, sort of like a, a mass rush to like throw trash on the field and and all manner of trash. We had it's pretty much just we whatever. had Cole Kublik live on the field, like breathlessly reporting that multiple vape pens had been yeah. thrown on the field. There was French's mustard bottle. There was a golf ball. Now there I want to I want to go back of, to the mustard bottle here real yeah. quick because I I learned something on Twitter. There are, there are layers to this mustard bottle. The mustard bottle makes an excellent metal detector proof flask for sure for people entering yep. the game. And I would have never thought to just like stuff a condiment bottle in the small of my back or in, how, in my boot. How long do you think you need to, well, on the same token, isn't a Nalgene bottle a metal, uh, a, a, a water, a, a non-metal bottle? I mean, yeah, but it doesn't, that's not like, metal? it doesn't hide as well on your person. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. That's why you gotta go with the platypus, duct tape to the inside of the thigh. Yeah. <laughs> love, love the platypus, little, yeah. little, uh, Little raspberry burnets in there, put it right into a Coca Cola. Watch we, you take uh, down Maryland with Stu Baby. When we went on the when we went on the cruise. We used uh, shampoo bottles. And yeah, one so, of us, one of us, not me, did not wash theirs out well enough. Okay, I was going to ask about this. How long yeah. do you think you must soak and wash to get the mustard flavor? Yeah, out I mean, that's of, the like, thing. The mustard or, is, and that's or an what liquor do you go that yeah. you could handle a little mustard? That's got to be. Well, there's got to be some enough booze. It just like. It eats yeah. it away. There's got to be some napalm yeah. in there to just kind of torch off the the remnants. Any, I think any flavored vodka would cover it straight up. Yeah, probably, but I think most bourbons probably would. Well, yeah, and it's kind of like a pickleback, right? If you put whiskey yeah. in there, you got the like vinegar tang. <laughs> you just get pre-mixed pickleback. <laughs> just just have pickled juice and bourbon, <laughs> and just taking yeah. nips of it. Oh, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, what a time. All right, this has been Tennessee Ole Miss. It was a wild scene. Uh, Lane Kiffin seemed to kind of be a little bit giddy at the end of the game. He was catching trash that was being thrown at him, proudly showing off the golf ball on TV. The, the other funniest <laughs> thing that came out of this was when he 
he was wearing a white hoodie the whole time. And like he walks out to meet Josh Heupel at <laughs> is- but he put his hood up, yeah. just like just like didn't know what to do with himself. And Ryan Nanny screenshotted it and tweeted Assassin's Creed Panama <laughs> City Beach. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Yeah, that's good. Um, He also, the next morning... It's the best sport. It's the best sport. Yeah. The next morning, he tweeted uh, one of those, like, motivational (laughs) motivational posters that was... uh, It said, no weapon formed against me. And it attributed the quote to Ray Lewis. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite things. (laughs) Not the prophet Isaiah. Ray Lewis. Our guy. The prophet Ray. Ray Lewis changed it from you to me, I think. Yeah. So gotcha. he put his. Gotcha. It's, a dir- it's a direct quote. Now. It's the New Living Ray Lewis translation. <laughs> it was like it was CNLRLT. It was as if Lane Kiffin was just intentionally like, I want this tweet to be responded to by Jason Kirk and only Jason Kirk. Yeah, this tweet <laughs> is for just, you, Jason Kirk. It was just perfectly in his wheelhouse. <laughs> Truly amazing. Um, and then he spent the next morning retweeting Anthony Richardson, Florida's backup quarterbacks, uh, like. Uh, post game commentary, which I mean, Lane, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He's Lane's a mess. Certain- I think he just, he's I think he straight up chaos. doesn't care anymore. No, I think he's so detached. chaos, and I love it. I actually want him to coach my team. I have decided I'm in for the Lane Kiffin experience. If it lasts for three years, it is going to be a rocket ride of three years. I think I'm marking it down yep. where you said this. So when Florida <laughs> signs him and you are just to our, to our millions of listeners, I'm not going to be pissed off. He's he is the spiritual uh, reincarnation. Of Steve Spurrier, we've you, been over this. You want that Ole Miss defense? You think you think that's better than what Grantham's working with? <laughs> I mean, did you see what we were working with this weekend against LSU's backups and one play? I mean, sure, let's let's roll the balls out there. When DJ Durkin was the defensive coordinator in Florida, they were at least good at defense. Yeah, well, can't have him back. Well, I guess you well, can, I, but... I I would rather not have DJ Durkin back. I'd like yes. that to also go on the record. <laughs> I'm not You'd signing like to, good to get that out there. without the optics. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. The college football experience in a nutshell. I'd like results without the optics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So, Ole Miss, Tennessee, that was fun, guys. Good times. All right, and then uh, no fun for anybody. Miami played North Carolina this weekend. Um, high scoring affair. Yet again, Miami's hopes were dashed. Uh, at the in the shadow of the end zone, didn't even get um, a chance to kick. Yeah, the game tried to throw a pass on third down. Van Dyke gets tipped at the line, and like a nose guard, like picks the ball off, and it's just like an intercept, basically a walk off interception. Um, Miami loses 45-42. We had a very odd uh, Mac and Manny interaction at midfield, where uh, I think someone someone quoted someone. T- Tweeted and said that it was the uh, Mac hit him with the don't you walk away while I'm talking to you boy. <laughs> like Grab, grabbed had the, the tricep, had the elbow, yeah. yeah, had like the elbow tricep area grab while he was talking to him. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Manny, someone posted it and said nobody has ever enjoyed a handshake more than Mac Brown is enjoying this, and nobody has ever enjoyed a handshake less <laughs> yes, than Manny yeah. Diaz enjoying this. Has to be true, uh, Mac. Yeah, I, I, I can, you can't think that Manny Diaz is long for this Miami job, but I just don't know. I, I don't know what, uh, I, I really don't know where Miami goes. Unless Lane Kiffin wants to come. That <sighs> one's a mystery. Man, if Lane Kiffin makes it to Miami. Uh, Lane Kiffin, currently the odds one favorite to take the LSU job, it must be said, but. Yeah, well, because those things typically are, uh, 
are correct. I didn't say it had to be correct. I said it must right. be. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like, I love that they released. I love that they released those odds. They they do it. Like Jimbo's the second favorite, I think. Right. I think Jimbo was like Lane was what five to one. Jimbo was eleven to two. Like that. Fickle was second. Hold on. Oh, Fickle. Fickle. All right, I'll just read it all like uh Kiffin plus two seventy-five, Fickle five fifty, Napier seven fifty, Jimbo eight hundred, Mark Stoops eight hundred, Bill O'Brien eight fifty, Bob Stoops nine hundred, James Franklin nine hundred. Bill O'Brien, sign me up for Bill O'Brien. I am all (laughs) in for that. Please, God, Uh, let's do that. James Franklin nine fifty, Joe Brady a thousand. Yeah, Joe Brady apparently does not like recruiting at all and will never come back to college. Do not blame him at all. Uh, Mel Tucker, 1,200. Urban Meyer, 1,400. Dave Aranda, 1,400. <laughs> Nick Saban, plus 10,000. John Gruden, plus 10,000. Okay. Might, maybe worth a sprinkle. Love a sprinkle. Um, so anyhow, Miami. Uh, sorry about it. Tough tough season. The, 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 the Miami-Florida State-Florida situation right now, not great. Not great. Right? We've, things have, we've really fallen upon hard times here in the Sunshine State. Um, but... There's always UCF, you know. It's true. They got beaten the Space Jerseys this weekend. That's tough. You hate to see yeah. that. Well. All right, Jordan. Let's talk about it. How did we do picking games? What's going on? Where are we at? Yeah. A uh, bit of a losing week for the boys. little regression to the mean once again. Uh, <laughs> we... Once again. We're going to keep regressing past the mean soon. Yeah. So then we can, <laughs> well, then so we it'll can be time aggress. to swing back. Yes. Forward towards we need to just take a huge dive and then just have winning weeks the rest of the way. Right. Love that. That's Love a that. viable strategy. Yeah. St- statisticians will tell you. Um, so yeah, Jason and I went two, three, and oh, Logan, you went one, four, and oh. You deviated from the group uh on the Blacksburg affair and you paid dearly for it. Like so. like an idiot. Like an idiot. <laughs> I just didn't want us to have all five. Really, I didn't want us to have all five matching picks because I saw where this was going. So you know what? I think that's one for the one for the brand. You guys. If that's yeah, if that helps you sleep better at night, that's fine. It does actually. <laughs> uh, still, the only one to go on five this year is you, though, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but there's still Logan, plenty of ball left. We just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the overall? It. What are the overall records? I'm back closer to 500 now, right? I'm only one game over 500 again. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe so two. we've got uh, Logan in first place, 18, 17, and 0. Jason Jeez, in please. second at 17, 18, and 0. And I am a game behind Jason, 16, 19, and 0. Still a little interesting we haven't had a push so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of missing our, our push. I mean, we're averaging, let's see, we've, you know, we've averaged push. a couple of seasons every year. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so anyhow, uh, the first game we had – on the docket was Oklahoma State at Texas. Texas did not look the favorite when when the ball was rolled out there. Well, they did briefly, and then they didn't. Yeah, there was a brief there was a brief flash for it Texas. Seventeen three at one point. Yeah, and then uh, Oklahoma all... State's Blech. Oklahoma State's uh, defense is pretty good, but I think it, it would appear that if you could force Texas into a passing situation, you could kind of have your way with them. Uh, B. John Robinson's really good, but you know, that's is it Casey little Thompson, one dimensional right now. Casey Kaysen, Casey Kaysen, rocking with. Uh, probably that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's maybe still pretty raw, pretty limited. So sure, 
it'll be fine. But uh, maybe maybe that game needed some Hudson card. Maybe. Hmm. Who's who's to say? Love that. So yeah, I, I didn't watch this. Just I didn't full, either. Full, dis- Jason, full disclosure. I watched Resident I watched Texas. a little of it, and it was it was very weird. Um, like I watched most of the first half, and then I think I caught back up, and I went I did went and did something and watched some of the fourth quarter, but like it. Um, yeah, it was just weird. Like, it seemed like Texas was very confident and, like, this is how we're going to play. We're going to run Bijan Robinson. We're going to swing him two out of the backfield. We're going to get um, uh, we're going to get the announcing team just completely out of pocket and c- comparing him to Reggie Bush. And <laughs> was it was it big news? Was this the big news Saturday game? Yeah. Okay. So we had we had our guy uh, on the call. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Gus. And uh, Gus. Yeah. And thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah. He was he was tossing around. Looks like a number, another number five from Southern California, because apparently, like, they, he was his hero, or I don't know. It was, he was, he was, he was off one, and um, <laughs> but they were super confident, and then it kind of seemed like I don't know if they like. I didn't see enough of it consistently to, um, to know if they changed anything. But Texas was driving in; they were on like the fifteen, and they were driving in to try to make it twenty-four to three with like five minutes to go before halftime. And that would have been nice. For the Oklahoma boys. State Oklahoma State got a pick six ah. and ran it back. And then, I mean, Texas just, they scored seven points the rest of the way on kind of a two big play drive. And, I mean, Oklahoma just took it to them from there on out. Um, little 29-7 run. Maybe Coach will tell you. that. Um, so, yeah, it, it just seemed Kate like. Cunningham couldn't even put those numbers together. It, it's true. It just seemed like. Uh, like Texas at that at, after that pick six, they were just like, oh, okay, maybe we should, maybe we should just try to grind this thing. I don't know what happened. It was very weird. They, they turned very much. Up. Oklahoma State very much seemed to be playing faster after that. Gotcha. <sighs> All well, right. Thanks for being our boots on the ground, Jason. Gotcha. Yeah, really appreciated that. Yep. Uh, next at noon, we had Florida LSU. Logan, I I'll defer to you on this one. This was, I mean, listen, it's Florida LSU game. These games have, they're either rock fights or they they get pretty spicy, and it's and it's fun. This was a fun game. Uh, if you're into high scoring affairs and big plays, uh, if you're into you know appreciation of of run fits and and you know gap integrity on the defensive side of the ball, Florida put on a clinic of what not to do. This game, uh, Florida loses. What was the final score? 49-42? Sounds right. Game. I think that's right. Um, yeah, Florida's got some like weird, like a whole different fronts of problems right now. Maybe three. Uh, Mullen is just not he handle these situations very well in that he's kind of a strange guy, and he doesn't do he doesn't give good coach speak. Uh, if that, if uh oh, you, you guys got me. It says my connection's on. Just want to yeah, make you're, sure. You're yeah, it's on the fritz a little bit, but yeah. we got. We can still see you, but you're definitely cutting in and out. Okay, so anyhow, Mullen doesn't give good coach speak, which honestly doesn't really matter if you're winning, right? Uh, uh, the fan base would like to hear a little bit of accountability out of the coach occasionally when things go awry, and they have gone awry a couple times, and they kind of have a tendency to go awry two to three disappointing times a year uh, so far with this in his tenure at Florida. So that that's an issue. Uh, secondarily, Florida's defense, uh, Jordan, I said a lot of nice things about the defense on last episode. Uh, hadn't been that bad, had given up a lot of yards between the 20s, but had tightened up. 
that was not the case this game. They couldn't get off the field. They looked like they got caught in some weird looks for a majority of the game. Like, it seemed like they were playing a lot of, like, dime, like, really light coverage against run-heavy fronts, and they were just getting pushed out of the way. Um, LSU ran the same, if not very close to the same, uh, just little counter trap out of the shotgun to the right play 14 times in this game, 13 times in this game. Uh, and they had, they averaged 14 yards a carry on that play, that particular play. It was like stealing. There's, I mean, it was one of the most pathetic defensive performances and subsequent adjustment to one thing that, I mean, it was, let's, it was like high school, like run the play that works. And I, I would run the play that works if it never didn't work. Right. I mean, I, I don't think there was, I mean, this is purely on the defensive, I, I would say, coaching for not getting it aligned better. It wasn't like they were missing tackles in the hole. These guys were not being touched until the safety had to come across the field and try to make a, you know, lash at the legs type tackle. So that's bad. All right. <laughs> gave up, gave, you know, you, you don't want to see that. Um, and then I think the the weird thing was that we, we had bad Emory Jones in this game. He didn't look ready. He looked late. He threw a pick six. Uh, certainly would have liked to have those seven points back, um, you know, at, in a seven-point shootout game at the end. And he threw two picks in this game. One was really bad. The other was even worse. Um, to be fair, Anthony Richardson also threw two picks in this game. But Anthony Richardson also led uh, four straight touchdown drives in the third and fourth quarter. Um, Jones got benched in this game. Richardson um, played pretty much most of the second half after Jones's benching. Um, there was a situation where I think Richardson broke his, maybe his pinky finger on his non-throwing hand. So he was like, it was bleeding and he was getting taped up and everything. Uh, so Jones came in on a crucial either third or fourth down and actually, you know, to his credit, ran the right play, made a great throw, everything else. Um, But I don't know. I, I, I really wanted to give Emory Jones a lot of benefit of the doubt this year, but at this point with three losses on the schedule, I don't think there's any reason not to play Richardson the rest of the year. Um, I think you've got to play him reportedly today. He signed, uh, with like a quasi agent kind of guy, a big NIL deal. Um, that's, you know, and he's really pursuing only large deals. Basically. He, I think he knows he's going to be the Florida quarterback or he's going to be an important quarterback. Um, you know, you have people like Bomani Jones taking notice of, uh, of Anthony Richardson coming into the game and looking to be the quarterback that should be playing for Florida, which is, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big, you know, to me that that's, that stood out on the Twitter timeline amongst everybody saying, I told you all along that Richardson was the guy, Paul, you know, like that. I don't need to hear that, but um, yeah, it was just, it it was really weird. I think there's legitimate reason for some concern there. And I, I, I think this is a big opportunity I'll try to wrap it up here. I think this is a big opportunity for Dan Mullen to uh, learn from some of his mistakes. I, you know, I would have been the first person to tell you, everybody told, you know, Dan Mullen, he's good for nine wins. He's, you know, going to gack one up every year. And that's, I would have told you that that was based on uh, the limited ceiling that he had at Mississippi state. Mm -hmm. And it's been really frustrating to see a lot of that stuff kind of be true about him at Florida too. Um, 
they they seem underprepared for games that they should win. That it's has like happened. Self inflicted. Yes. This 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 can yes yes this Kentucky game this year the LSU game this year the LSU game last year. Um, he clearly can scheme with the best of them, but it it you know I think he needs to learn from some of his mistakes and try to be a little bit better uh, for some of the softer parts of the job. And I think you know. I think one of his downfalls is he's really like loyal to a fault and that that applies to players and coaches and he's kept Grantham around. And I don't think Grantham comes back next year. His deal expires at the end of this year. So it might be a good time to move on from him after this year. But uh, I think they need to clean out more or less all of the defensive staff. Um, And, you know, I know Christian Robinson's a, a great recruiter and everything else, but the linebackers are terrible and he's their coach. And, you know, at a certain point, you got to play the games and, uh, and make the tackles. And, and it would seem Flo- like Florida lacks a bit of uh, dudes at that position that are willing to, you know, be tough and make tackles. So I don't know, just, just weird vibes. Uh, Florida doesn't play for two weeks. So I'm sure everybody will be super measured about uh, impending Georgia game here in two weeks. Uh, I see no reason to think that Georgia doesn't absolutely throttle Florida in that game based on what I've seen so far. So yeah. I don't know if you guys watched a lot of this. I don't want to take away. It was a fun game. It was a really impressive performance by LSU, but they they clearly found something on film and they exploited it and picked the scab until it was uh, the, they won the game. And at the end of the day, Florida had the ball with a minute left and a chance to tie the game, and they didn't do it. So, you know, you would think that Florida would have enough talent to win games when they maybe didn't play their best, but that hasn't been the case uh, under Dan Mullen. Jason, you got anything to add? Uh, not even a little bit. No, that, that is all, quite all right. That all sounds perfectly fair, and I missed this game. And <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be super hot takey because I don't want to. I don't want to say that Dan Mullen needs to get fired. Like you know, that to me, we're not there yet. That's good. We're we're no no we're not we're not there yet. But I do think that there are some concerns to his uh, degree with which he, I don't know, is is consistently competitive i mean i if you're if you're florida you probably think you should be alabama so if you think you should be alabama i don't think you're i'll be honest i don't think you're wrong for thinking that i do think i mean alabama is right it's a lofty standard but like you have carry yourself that way and your actions need to match those expectations yes and if you if you watch how nick saban rolls he will if the defensive coordinator is not working they'll fire him they let it lane kiffin go before the national championship game, because you know, he didn't want he didn't want that around. Like Nick Saban like makes decisions and makes decisions to make the program better. And I think Dan Mullen to date has not demonstrated the ability to consistently make decisions to make the programs better. He makes decisions based on loyalty to players and coaches that he's been with his whole time. And you can see that in the offensive line recruiting, and you can see that in the defensive play calling and the defensive recruiting, frankly. Um it's just, you know, he's really loyal to John Hevesy, his longtime buddy, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach guy. And that guy doesn't recruit. He develops three-star players, but, like, Florida hasn't landed, like, a four- or five-star offensive lineman in seven years. That's ridiculous. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's very, very strange. So, anyhow, that's all. We'll see. It's just a lot of – it's just frustrating. That's basically where I'm at. Yeah, well. Thoughts and prayers headed your way. <laughs> I think Richardson, I'm excited for Richardson though. That dude's a stud. I mean, he looks yeah. like he's going to be really good. He's super raw still, but I mean, he looks, he looks like an NFL quarterback, which is exciting. For sure. All right. We'll keep it in the sec 
3.30 p.m. we had Kentucky at Georgia. This game, for about 58 minutes, played out exactly as we thought it would. Georgia's defense had Kentucky stymied. Georgia scored plenty. They were covering deep into the fourth quarter, and then Kentucky started putting a drive together, and the the worst backdoor cover to this point uh, occurred this year uh, for the boys. Kentucky, it was funny because, like, I think Kentucky got the ball back to start this drive with, like, a lot of time left in the fourth quarter. And they're the first couple of plays, like they got a first down or two and the announcers were kind of incredulous. Like, well, they're not going very fast. Like what, what are they doing? Like, and then it became clear once they crossed midfield and there were only like four or five minutes left. They're like, Oh, they're putting a drive together. Just to like, let's get a successful drive. Let's end this on kind of a positive note going in next week. Announcers made no no reference to the spread, which I was a little disappointed in. Got to <laughs> know your audience here, boys. Uh, got down on the goal line. I think the first the first down play, first and goal from close to the one, uh, could potentially have been ruled a fumble that Georgia may have recovered. They did not rule it that way. Uh, Stoops ended up calling a timeout with like six seconds left, specifically so he could get the ball in the end zone, and they did. Um, now, like, Georgia was not playing just, like, prevent all shucks defense. Like, they wanted very much to keep them out of the end zone, but, uh, like, it was Stoops pulling out the, like, they probably burned one of their two-point conversion plays for for that touchdown. Like, we will save this for when we need it, and he's, he just said, you know what, F it, I'm burning it. We're We're getting double digits. So... They did. Uh, Georgia did not cover. We all took the L, but Georgia's still really good. That's that's what I got out of this game. Yeah, they started that last drive with 11.23 on the clock. Yeah. That's a lot of time. 75 yards in 22 plays. Like real jerks. <laughs> and then they got the PAT blocked. Yep. To, to miss the over, I think. Yeah, potentially. That sounds right. Yeah. I think well, some people had the over at 44, and I think that was to either push or, or 44 and a half or whatever. It was, like, right, right at it. Yeah, so Georgia won 30 to 13, and, like, the PAT got blocked, and Georgia picked it up and started running. And so my brain immediately started, one like, doing the math. Like, yeah. oh, could they cover if he they run this back? But no, they could not. Um, but the over might have hit, so. Right. Anyhow, Georgia's really good. Apparently, Stetson Bennett starting to feel himself a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, I think Kentucky's still a good team, and they're going to give a lot of people a tough out. That are like teams that are better than Kentucky will have a tough out playing. Who's Kentucky, Kentucky got left on the schedule? Let's check that out real quick. I'm, I'm intrigued because I, I I'm with you. I think they're. Oh, let me take um, a gander here. They are currently a one-loss football team headed into they late October. Have a bye week. They right, so they that's are, a dub. They are on a bye. Oh, they're, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose anymore this year. Then they go to Mississippi State. Then they got home Tennessee. Then they got at Vandy. Then New Mexico State. Then at Louisville. Home Tennessee could be a spicy game. Sure. Tennessee, yeah, like I said, seems to have figured some stuff out. But That's probably their biggest threat, right? 
Yeah. I think we just need to remember next year when Kentucky and Georgia play and Kentucky is ranked like 20th and Georgia's ranked one. And we're like, mm, mm, maybe mm, 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 that we just remember that these two teams combined to always play unwatchable games that you should definitely take the under, even though it just went under by the skin of its teeth this, this year. But yeah. I, I think last that year they played like cashed. some sort of like 14 to 10, just absolute train wreck of a football game. Uh, I remember picking that game stinks. like two or three years ago when Georgia was supposed to be hot stuff. And they just could not distance themselves from Kentucky. Right. So, but they didn't need to because it was just like punting back and forth and strangling each other, and you know it was just like, oh, this Run is fun. Ball, running ball, running hard between the I tackles. Football. Um, yeah. They already played South Carolina. Oh yeah, so Kentucky beat South Carolina sixteen to ten like four <laughs> weeks ago. They beat Florida twenty to thirteen, and then they randomly just ran it up on LSU. Yeah, I don't know. Kentucky's weird. We'll keep an eye on them. It's like I can't you can't like necessarily put a finger on one thing that they do exceptional. And they run a lot of bunch on on offense, which is just tough, tough on the eyes. You know? It's it's like a lot of people like very close to the line, but it's not option football, you know. Maybe it's a different kind of option. Ooh. Boy. Boy, that (laughs) preaches. That's a bar. You know who else had an option? Uh, all right, <laughs> let's let's get it. We got two more. Pitt at VPI, also in the three thirty slot. Uh, Pittsburgh was favored by four and a half, covered comfortably, won comfortably. First team All ACC quarterback Kenny Pickett. That's what I get all around the yard. So, but this is what I get for saying nice things about VPI and thinking that maybe they like at home would be you know partially able to stand up. So you think Fuente is getting the old axe ski here? What are we thinking, guys? I I would imagine it's trending that way. This will be like an end of year, like they have mutually agreed to part yeah. ways kind of I don't situation. know if he's going to do the <clears throat> Algro guy in the glass reading at his final press conference, but um, <laughs> do you remember that? No, that is a deep cut. Did oh he read, was it like a poem or something? Yeah, there's a poem... Uh, guy in the glass or man in the glass and like after he took questions after getting just dusted by Virginia Tech again he like read the poem and just walked off into the sunset it was a very Mm. academic thing to do but uh, yeah so I think Fuente's probably not long for the Blacksburg I watched this game road it was not it was not this close yeah this was I mean it was a Pittsburgh opened as like three point favorites against Clemson next week. They're not messing around with Pittsburgh. It's, yeah, it's true. I it's weird that to me the pit isn't ranked, honestly. They're not ranked? No. What is their record? I don't think. Well, maybe they are now. Loss. Hold on. Oh, did okay, they, 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 like, they did break you know, in. I was looking at Illinois the box or score. something. No, they're Georgia 23 Tech this team. week. Okay. Um, Sorry. Different golden blue team. Yeah. Yeah. I, this was just Virginia Tech just looked so bad. Um they didn't score until there was six and a half minutes left in the game. They only gained 224 yards and like a not small amount of those were in garbage time. Um, their scoring drive was 75 yards. So if you take out that one drive, they're below 150 total yards for the game. Um, like love it. it. This was, it was awful. They looked bad lane stadium emptied uh, like not super late um lots of boo birds it was this it was a problem 
Pat and Narduzzi, well, you know, it warms. Couldn't have happened to, to a better show group out of guys. for the Hokey Club. Hey. <laughs> Narduz, couldn't have happened to a better group of guys. Warms the cockles of my heart to hear. Uh, I love nothing more than seeing all these people disappointed in here. You know, to, okay, take, to take a word from uh, uh, Will Muschamp. So here's the question: Saber. How does Virginia Tech finish? They have Syracuse at home this week at twelve thirty. No problem. Oh gosh, they should win it, but man, that's going to be hor- that's going to be unwatchable. Cannot imagine there's going to be a big home game. field advantage. Get there. excited. <laughs> Jordan's putting that on the list. Add it to the list. Then they go to Georgia Tech. They go to Boston College. They got Duke at home. Then they go to Miami and go to Virginia. They'll win. They'll beat Duke for sure. They'll beat Duke. Yeah. Georgia Miami Tech is depends <laughs> on which Georgia Tech shows up. Sure. Boston College, they're going to have their hands full with. Yep. Miami, they're going to have their hands full. Just because that's like that. There's enough random like chaotic talent sure. on Miami to be a. I mean, right, but I also feel like at that point in the season, Miami could be super checked out. Well, so could Virginia Tech. Right. But it's the Big East, brother. <laughs> That's That's true. Historic. Where is this game? Is this at the hard? Yeah, it will be at the hard. Oh. It's going to be rocking. The hard's going to be that rocking. One too. The hard will be throbbing, <laughs> if you will. I think we're just um, going to pick every Virginia, pick Tech, Virginia game Tech game from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> just try to take a victory lap until until we get to the uh, UVA Virginia game, and then Jordan yeah. will not put it on there. Just for, all, for, out of respect for reasons, <laughs> respect for the cadets. I feel that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll Anyways, keep an eye on the seat in Blacksburg. But Virginia Tech looked real bad this year, this week, like a pretty pretty low point in the last couple of years. So we can move on. All right, uh, we will move on to TCU at Oklahoma where the consensus finally hit. It was bound to hit, and, and we got one. Oklahoma covered by two tuds, and they did it for the boys. This this is very much Caleb Williams' team at this point. I, yes. I don't think that is uh, a stretch to say. I I kind of feel for Spencer Rattler, but at the same time, it's fun watching Caleb Williams play. <laughs> Spencer Rattler is going to look great handing off to Georgia running backs next year. Just let me tell you, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. They, no, he's he. They won't know what to do with him. He's there. got a little, you know. Spencer's got a certain quality about him that doesn't make him fit for the position here in Athens. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They Oklahoma looks like back back with with Caleb Williams like they're doing all of the Oklahoma things with Caleb Williams. And that like, looks familiar. I mean, they were doing some of that with Rattler last year, but I mean, I don't know if it's his ability to run. He's like not a small guy either. I mean, he seems kind of large to yeah. bring now, down. It should and be noted, move. TCU's defense not oh necessarily what ways it to has been in years past, but correct that like you still got to make the plays and take advantage of that. So. Yeah, well, and I was saying like this was like a very Big 12 score. Like, one team clearly was better than the other, but, like, you know, still got, let them get, like, 30. The other team got to 30. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other team got to 30, but it's cool because we almost got 60. So, you know, <laughs> it's all good. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. How are we feeling? When is the Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC thing happening, happening? Is that 2025? Scheduled for 26, I think, but it, various odds is, have it probably sooner than that. Does Lincoln Riley want the LSU job? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't I mean, the big the big scuttlebutt right now is that LSU's AD, um, like his whole thing is splash football hires. Like oh, he's the guy. Well. He's the guy who pulled Jimbo, like et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, he hired Chris Peterson in Washington too, right? Yeah. So doesn't splash like Chris Peterson, am I right? 
Just Jason Garrett. That was a big hire. That's that's gonna be. The oh, it was a different era, Logan. Yes, Lord. It was a different era. Um, yeah, uh, we could dream up some terrible hires. Will Muschamp, really good. Bring him in. Big Matt splash. Luke. He's got. He's, he Will Muschamp has gotten older. He has the. the <laughs> he's got the glasses down at the end of the nose, looking at the play card. Looks over the yeah. As the special teams coach at Georgia, please, Will Muschamp, the special teams coach. You know he's in there talk, talking to the DBs. Putting his hands on the DBs. Putting hands on boys. <laughs> but I just got to get in there. I got to get in the DB room put the hands on the boys. <laughs> Whoa, excuse me, coach. <laughs> can't talk like that. This is George. I just can't. I can't imagine freaking Will Muschamp and Kirby on the same sideline. Just like two identical dumb idiot brothers. Just, you know, just with Who the same dad haircut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like we moved out on our own, we got our own place. Now we're the Bash Brothers. <laughs> we're, we're the Bash Brothers. Our defense looks like it would like rip your arms off your body and beat you senseless with your own arms. Oh my gosh! Anyhow, always coaching too. You know, got to a lot of, a lot of visor, a lot of visor wearers in college football. I, you know, I thought the visor was kind of like on Do the way down. You think you notice it more because you wear one now? Like, oh, 100 percent That but thing I'm where just, like you yeah. buy a car, the car. and then you yep. just start noticing oh, yeah. them on the road all the time. I mean, a million percent, yes. But at the same time, like I kind of thought the visor was maybe like not not as common, but, but at it, the same it is time, they're out staple. here. <laughs> it is a staple on yeah, on uh on college football sidelines. Dan Mullen wears a terrible one. Not yeah, unsurprisingly. Uh, Anthony Poindexter wore one a lot at UVA. Bald bald as a cue ball but still rocked the visor. I saw Mike Vick wearing one recently, and he was wearing, like, the tour-style visor, like, the high front, and it looked awesome on him. Like, he he was Gosh. looking nice, fantastic. He, could he was giving, like, a motivational speech somewhere, and he was wearing, a like, just a white Nike, like, tour visor. And I was like, huh. oh, Mike, I like hey. it. Dig it. Hey. Anyhow, all right, well... Spin headwear talk, Jason. How's the uh, how's the pursuit of uh, yeah? How's headwear? the quest for the floppy hat going? <laughs> I haven't. Was I? If I had a lead, I would send it to you, and you Put guys it know in it. Turn on it. I should. Just it's like hey, we're researching some new uh, Duke's logo. Some gear. We need some to figure some out sideline how to gear. Yeah, which one? Stuff. For fall. Camp. I mean, you could always go like the like the Greg Norman like straw mini cowboy, which is a look. Yeah. The, the curls on the side. Yeah. 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 So that way your arms, you know, you can kind of swing around yeah. it. Yeah. It doesn't mess with your peripheral. Uh, it's like that, that that one straw kind of lawn hat that Tiger Woods wore in the USAM yeah. one when year. When he played the USAM, yeah. Yeah, when he's like fist pumping in shorts. There's that famous <laughs> clip of him. He's He's got that ridiculous hat on that like four of my uncles wear to mow the, their lawn. It's awesome. Yep. Hmm. There's options. I'm keeping the I'm keeping the eyes out, and we'll see. Well, that's good. You can always wear the the Tron Carter, just like <laughs> flat, God. like like the uh, like or a like a carnival, bowler cap, like a right, carnival not, Barker. I'm, I'm not carnival a Barker at all. <laughs> With like the orange sweater and uh, the white pants, uh, it's an out- driver of the golf ball. I, I love his swag. So driver much. of the golf ball. <laughs> just. Oh, outrageous look all around. <laughs> Love it. All right. All right, let's land this plane here. Let's do it. Are we done? All right. It's been a good week. We thank you for joining us. God bless you if you if you listen. Uh, tell your friends. We're at the wheel route. Wheel route podcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can go to thewheelroute.com. You can download the show. 
can stream it live on there. You can get the pick spreadsheets. You can check our math. Um, Colin, hope you're having fun in Cabo. Uh, until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.